Hi everyone. So basically, I've been given this question quite often as to you know whether should I go for a CFA or an FRM. My answer till date have has always been the same that you know please watch the introduction lecture, make sure you go through the syllabus part and the scope part in a lot of detail, and then take a call. Yet again, I would like to discuss and go through it in a very very quick uh, uh, you know in a very very quick glance as to what's the basic difference between CFA and FRM. So firstly, when you're looking at the exam format, CFA has got three levels and FRM will be having two levels. In the three levels of CFA, it is a three hour paper each. So a CFA level one would be a nine to twelve and a two to five exam, nine o'clock to twelve o'clock, two o'clock to five o'clock. Per level, there are two papers of three hours each. Uh, in case of FRM, there are only two levels and they are of four hours each. So one exam, level one is one four hour paper. Level two is one four hour paper. And CFA level one will be having two three hour papers. Level two will have three uh, two three hour papers. When we are looking at level one, you have 120 MCQs each in each of the three hours, right? They are single questions, individual questions. 120 questions nine to twelve. 120 questions two o'clock to five o'clock. In level three. Um, Level 2, we have 60 questions in the first uh, 9 to 12 and 60 questions 2 to 5. Now, the 60 questions are not individual questions, but rather what we do is we have something called the item set. So, there is a case study kind given and you have about 4 to 6 questions. Most case studies would be having like a, a 6 question. There are a few case studies, 3 or 4 I believe, 3 I believe would be having 4 questions. So case study would be like, you know, a two or a three page uh, data given about some situation and something, not exactly case study, but details given about a situation and then six questions pertaining to that. So therefore total 60 questions. So there'll be about 10 or 11 case studies with four to six questions each. And we will have um, uh, 60 questions in three hours and 60 questions in three hours. You would see that the time duration is the same, but the number of questions have become halved. In level 3, we have the morning half 9 to 12 essay type and 2 to 5 is going to be MCQ based. Now when you're looking at essay type question, the Indian students should not confuse it with the essays or you know, the longer 2 page, 3 page answers that we have to write. It is actually more like an objective type answer. But, the, uh, but please remember, essay type questions will be like a 180 mark paper. So you have questions wherein you know you have to circle one of the three points and give two reasons about it or write three points or three reasons about it. Sums and all are also there a little bit. But uh, basically it's not long essay type answers, it's subjective questions. So your concept needs to be extremely, extremely thorough. Then when you're looking at FRM, you have two levels. First level is 100 MCQs in 4 hour paper and level 2 is also 80 MCQs in a 4 hour paper. Both the levels do not have any negative marking uh, but CFA would be having 3 options per question and MCQs and FRM would be having 4 options, 4 MCQ options per question. Moving forward to the duration. So what is the shortest duration in which you can do the complete the course? So CFA you can give your level 1 exams, you can take your level 1 exams in December and June but level 2 and level 3 can take place, you can take the exams only in June. So generally the exams are on the first Saturday or Sunday, generally it's first Saturday of, of December and June it's somewhere in the middle of the June, somewhere on the 15th or the 20th of June. So uh, the earliest you can do your CFA exams would be, you give your level 1 in December, you give your level 2 in June and you give your level 3 in next year June. So in one and a half years time frame, you can complete your CFA exams. Uh, FRM on the other hand takes place on the third Saturday of May and November and both the levels take place in May and November each. So you can take the exam in the month of May level 1 and November level 2 or November level 1, May level 2. You can also take both the levels together, but 
um, I would uh, like you to ping on the number given below. You'll get an answer as to you know why or how can you or cannot uh, uh, do both the parts together because you'll have to do uh, FRM exams are 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock first level and 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock second level. If you do not clear the first level, you will not be evaluated on the second level. Uh, I don't want to get into that, dis uh, that discussion about both the levels together. You can ping, the, uh, ping on the number given below and they'll share the details with you. So that is the duration. So the shortest duration in which I can do CFA is one and a half years. FRM would be, ideally I would be saying a year, six months in one, uh, one level and six months in another level. You can wrap it up in six months as well. Uh, maybe in case you're a student and a non-working student in that case. Uh, when you're looking at the cost of, of both the levels, CFA would be relatively more expensive in terms that uh, it has three levels. It would be around $2,000 to $2,400. FRM is going to be around $1,100. Now, please mind you that if you are going to, if you are not able to clear one of the exams and you reappear for the exam, the exam fee is going to get added, which is somewhere around $650 for CFA. And I believe it's around $350 for FRM. You can check the CFA Institute and the GARP website. GARP is the institute for FRM in order to get the updated details on deadlines and registrations and all of that. So deadlines and registrations, please refer to the institute link. Now coming to the most important part syllabus, I'll just very briefly discuss about the syllabus part. But please make sure that before you take a call as to you know that I want to go ahead with a CFA or I want to go ahead with an FRM, please make sure that you go through the entire introduction playlist of CFA or FRM before investing your money, time, effort and uh, you know uh, uh, giving a direction to your career it's very important you take an informed decision so in the introduction playlist i've discussed about the syllabus spending around an hour or so uh, how to prepare from where to prepare how to give the exam and everything in much detail that is the first class it's a mandatory class for anybody who's doing a cfa or an frm so that is you know that is uh, going to be the first class that you have to attend so make sure that you watch that before you begin with and make a, 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 a firm decision or choice basically. But in general, when you're looking at the CFA and the FRM, so CFA has got about 10 subjects. We're looking at quants, we're looking at economics, we're looking at FRA, we're looking at portfolio, derivatives, economics I've written, so equity, uh, fixed income, alternate investment, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm falling short of two. That would be portfolio derivatives, equity, fixed income, alternate investment, equivalents, ethics, and corporate finance. So these are the 10 subjects which you would be looking at CFA. In CFA, what happens is the weightage of these subjects keep on changing as you move from level one to two and to three. Um, there will be certain overlap with respect to the FRM also. FRM you would find an overlap with quants, you will find an overlap with portfolio, with derivatives and with fixed income. These are the subjects where you would find there is an overlap with CFA and FRM. Now CFA derivatives for CFA level 1 and 2, both the content together if you see you will have an overlap with FRM level 1. Right? Portfolio of CFA level 1 only is going to overlap with FRM level 1. Uh, level 2 only partially and uh, quants when you are seeing CFA level 1, 2 together is going to be having an overlap with FRM level 1's quants. Now let me come to CFA first then I will get into the FRM part. <coughs> so CFA is basically a course on finance, a, a specialization in finance. 
whereas in frm basically what happens is in frm l1 we will have subjects one is on quants one is foundation one is financial markets i'll explain uh, all of these and one is valuation part but in level 2 what happens in case of frm you have market risk you have credit risk you have investment risk you have operational risk you have current issues so basically in frm in the first level you are doing your general finance related study but in frm level 2 you do are not studying finance in general but all your subjects are very much focused into the risk management area so market risk credit risk uh, operational risk which also had a has a portion of liquidity risk and um, market credit investment operational risk and current issues so current issues is basically you know whatever is going on in the market right now fintech big data blockchain whatever comes in uh, uh, is is more concurrent we discuss those and uh, market risk is about how the values of securities are changing credit risk with respect to banks primarily operational risk again a little bit of banking work is there basel norms and all investment risk of course you understand from the word itself but in level 1 you are studying quants you are studying a lot of derivatives and fixed income and a little bit of portfolio in the foundations book now what happens in cfa is in level 1 these subjects have different weightages level 2 they have different weightages level 3 we have lower weightage for corporate finance is out fra is out and equity is there but they are kind of more into the portfolio approach so you would see you'll have to go through the syllabus in much much more detail when you're making a comparison between cfa frm you have to watch the entire cfa lecture cfa syllabus part of the introduction lecture and frm also you'll have to watch the entire syllabus part syllabus part of the introduction playlist make sure you do that before you take a call so cfa is about more of generalized finance i'll discuss when i talk about job profiles again so it's more about generalized finance where you learn about quants economics financial reporting analysis you don't make accounts you're supposed to be analyzing financial reports balance sheets etc uh portfolio as to how to put assets together and analyze all the group of assets equity fixed income etc together derivative is for risk management actually so derivative is for hedging speculation etc i know a lot of you may not be able to understand these terms and hence i'm telling you i've discussed the subjects in a lot of detail in the syllabus part of the introduction playlist i'll not repeat that again so uh derivatives is about management of risk hedging speculation all that uh equity is equity valuation how do you price shares and all fixed income is about bonds and fixed income security valuation bonds debt and all alternate investment would be about hedge funds private equity commodities real estate etc corporate finance is about the finance within an organization how much loan to take whether to give dividend or not mergers acquisitions all of those things and ethics of course is very important in any profession there is a chapter on ethics even in frm level 1 so um ethics no doubt in any profession be doctors lawyers teachers uh, every profession ethics is of a paramount importance uh, when you're looking at frm basically what happens is in level 1 the first book is foundation which gives you a lot of theoretical background a lot of understanding about variety of things in risk risk domain and finance and all of that and um it also talks about your portfolio part is also included over here ethics gap code of conduct data issues and all those things uh quants is basically focused again on the statistics part probabilities annuities uh, regression all of those and uh, you need to have an understanding about quants in order to be able to make forecasts in the future 
when you're looking at financial markets so it's full with derivatives and fixed income and also your valuation chapter there's a lot about value at risk capital structure in banks bank insurance company hedge funds how they work so there are mutual funds and all how they work so there are quite a few theory chapters as well in capital uh, in operational risk stress testing and all of those things i'll discuss the job profiles and talk about the application part and risk management again when you're looking at the level 2 curriculum is focused solely on risk management so in uh, to summarize that cfa would be a course specializing in finance and frm would be a course specializing in finance and the risk management area so it's pertaining more to a specific uh, area that is your risk management domain i'll discuss how and you know which profiles are going to be working for that uh the very popular question that i get is a preparation time for the exams so basically in cfa level 1 has got 60 questions level uh, chapters level 2 has got 50 readings and level 3 has got 40 readings but you can understand that the size of the readings in level 3 is quite extensive i'm just giving an approximation there could be a couple of chapters here and there um 60 chapters would be relatively you know since you're being more introduced um now finance just to clarify finance is not something uh, that is only for commerce students because engineers science arts all the students study finance finance itself is a stream altogether that is why you would see a good chunk of engineers and all getting into b schools and then getting into finance so that would not be an issue um so that is why in level 1 we have a lot of readings where because you are introducing almost everything because even to common students except for maybe economics and a little bit of accounts in fra all the subjects would be relatively very new and fra is not about making accounts because i know people get scared about it but it's about interpreting reading the balance sheet of a company so even if you're working in a bank you need to be able to read the profit and loss account the balance sheet of a company it's to be able to understand comprehend read and not to make so don't worry about that another question i'll just uh, uh, tell you that and then again move with this that is students have a query with respect to mathematics so will they be able to manage if they do not have maths of course i would tell you once we are looking at maths it's not that i'm solving difficult questions on logarithm there is no trigo calculus and all that uh, it's not that we are uh, uh, you know solving difficult questions on logarithm difficult questions on uh, triangles and all that it's not like that the focus is on probability and not difficult sums of probability but application of probability statistics regression statistics will be having all mean averages standard deviation and all that and everything is done from scratch so you don't have to worry of course those who did not have maths in class 11 and 12 would be having relatively uh, uh, will have to put in a little more effort because there will be compound interest simple interest part so of course if you don't understand compound interest we will be doing everything from scratch but you'll have to put in more effort if you do not have maths in class 11 and 12 so i would not lie on that but that is how it is but people manage and that's not going to be an issue it's just one subject out of all these so in level 2 we have generally 60 readings level 2 50 chapters and level 3 40 chapters whereas we have 70 and 80 chapters respectively in level 1 and 2 in frm but you have to understand that the chapters are very lengthy over here uh, there will be quite a few small chapters as well and over here we'll have relatively smaller chapters there will be quite a few difficult uh, uh, lengthy chapters as well but the volume is going to be more or less very similar if i could say so uh on an average you would be needing 200 uh, 200 approximately 200 maybe in level 2 and level 3 you know the number of hours goes down a little bit uh, as compared to level 1 which is approximately 200 hours and that's because uh, in level 2 level 3 you already have a base a foundation to 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 work on so in level 1 you have to you know every single term has to be explained very well in in details and all and similarly with frm level 1 level 2 would be having less number of hours even though the number of chapters are more and level 1 would be having approximately 200 plus hours the exact one you can just 
just request and get the details. So 200 hours, I'm just talking about the lecture. So that's approximately around, you know, let's say three hours per chapter, three, three and a half, four hours. Of course, there will be chapters with five hours also. And there will be ones which I can complete in an hour or two. That is about the classes. And then you have to study. So you do a class, you attend a class or watch a class, you study that very well and then you practice. That has to be done for both the CFA and FRM, all the levels. So you have to study, you have to attend the class and then study and practice. Now you would have to see what kind of another, I cannot give you an exact time frame as to you know what number of hours you would need. But just imagine if I'm doing like three hours for a chapter, three hours on an average is a class. I'll take another couple of hours to study. That depends on how well you've concentrated in the class and then maybe another couple of hours to practice and then you multiply that by 60. So that is the kind of time frame we would be looking at maybe around six hours, uh, seven hours I, I would take like three plus three plus six, seven or eight. So seven into 60 would be around 400, 500 hours of study. And again, it depends from, you know, from a person's uh, speed. Uh, another thing is those who are not in touch with studies, you know, I get this question very often that they've started working uh, and uh, uh, they are studying after 10 years or so. Uh, it's just the first 15 hours of uh, classes and studying and all that is going to be a little difficult and, you know, putting in the mode of studying and all that. But later on, you know, it, ultimately we're all students. Um, you know, we're all studying. We should be studying for a lifetime if we want to grow. So you don't have to worry. The first 15, 20 hours is a little difficult. Then it becomes absolutely fine. So that's your preparation time and it's going to be the same for all the levels because number of chapters might be going down but difficulty level goes up of course as you move above uh, higher up the level and the difficulty level of questions also will be going up as you move uh, up uh, so level one say level two level three questions of level two and three will be more difficult as compared to level one now with respect to the theory part and the practical part another question is that i cannot mug up a lot see even if the questions the questions are a mix of theory and practical when I'm saying theory and practical, I would rather, uh, you know, use another term numerical and non-numerical. So questions in the exam paper would be numerical as well as non-numerical. But even the non-numerical questions are going to be very, very conceptual because you not be asked direct questions that, you know, tell me three reasons about this, two reasons about that, uh, what is advantage, disadvantage and all that. The questions are going to be very thought provoking. So if you're mugging up, you will not be able to clear the exams. In my experience, you have to be very, very thorough with your base, your concepts, your foundation, your understanding, because otherwise you'll not be able to interpret the question and then answer. The questions are not going to be direct. They will be an application. So you have to understand the question and then answer. So, you're, so I would call it a mix of numerical and non-numerical questions. But as you see, level one and level two will have more numbers and sums and all. Level three has a relatively much lower content of sums in CFA. And FRM level one would again have a lot more numericals and uh, number crunching. Level two would be much lower. When I talk about number crunching, I'm not talking about quants. I'm not talking about maths. Because even if you're working with derivatives or equity shares or valuation or pricing or, uh, you know, uh, uh, all of these, they're all numbers. Ultimately, you're working with numbers, forecasts and all that. So, and even when you're looking with financial reports, ratio analysis, profit ratio, net profit, sales, all these are figures. So when I'm talking about numbers or numericals, I'm not referring to quants alone. Then when you're looking at the difficulty level, so, so for someone who mugs up, it's going to be very difficult. For someone who has a very good understanding, who uh, wants to understand and learn, not just mug up, he will have relatively lower, uh, 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 relatively very, very low difficulty. Now, when I compare CFA with respect to FRM, I would believe CFA would be relatively more difficult, but it would be a little wrong to say that way. Uh, CFA level one would be less difficult as compared to FRM level one. And uh, FRM level two, I cannot compare with level 2 CFA and level 3 CFA because they are very different. 
because FRM level 2 will have more subjective content, less numerical and it's a little extensive content and it's more around the banking area. So if you want to understand the syllabus of FRM level 2 in more detail, please again watch the syllabus part of the L2 introduction playlist. So you will get a much detailed and a better idea about the same. But uh, if you watch the FRM L1 also, you can take a call. I think you need to watch the L1 part. So it's, it's difficult to compare, but CFA L1 would be relatively easier compared to FRM level 1 that I can tell you. With respect to pass rates, there's going to be somewhere around 38 to 45% with CFA. Uh, at higher levels, the pass rate is high. Now, you might be feeling that higher levels pass rate should be low. But the thing is that out of the 35-40% people who have passed, let's say, level 1, out of the people who have passed, people are appearing for level 2. So therefore, the pass rates are generally on the higher side for level 2 and 3 and on the lower side for level 1. Generally around 38, 40, even 45, it goes to 45, but somewhere close to 40. And uh, with FRM level 2, it's generally, uh, FRM level 1 and 2, it's generally in the range of 40, 50. And it's the same, level 1 would be more on the 40, or, uh, 40 side and level 2 would be more on the 50 side. Coming to the job profiles part. Now, when you're looking at the job profile, a CFA would be fitting in in multiple roles, any role basically related to finance. So that would be equity research, research analyst, portfolio manager, treasury, uh, trading, stock trading, finance department of a company, forensic auditing, investment banking, mergers acquisitions, valuation expert. So anything and everything to do with finance and also to do with business basically, because you need a very good financial decision making ability, CFO or whatever, in, in order to be able to do business. So anything related to finance. When you're looking at FRM, I would say that it is going to be a little specific and it would not fit in every single role of finance. It would be more to do with banking sector, financial institution sector, so insurance industry, banking industry, NBFCs, um, stock trading companies, firms, etc. Uh, because risk management has become very, very important. So oil prices going up and down, energy related companies. So anywhere, where the, wherever there is a risk management part needed, FRM comes in very, becomes very important. But banking sector, financial institutions, all finance related institutions and companies and uh, stock market related companies and all and energy companies because here the risk management part becomes very important. So that is where you would be finding more of job roles. Another thing is the eligibility part. So I've discussed more about the job profiles in the scope part of the introduction playlist. Eligibility part would be that for a CFA, uh, you would need to be either in your last year of graduation, final year of graduation or you need to have a work experience of four years or a combined combination of four years in terms of work ex plus studies together has to be four years. So then you can appear for CFA. So in the last year you can appear, you somewhere start off in India with your BCom and all, you start studying in level in second year so that you give your exam in the third year. That's your last year. Uh, for for, for uh, um, uh, colleges abroad, you have a four year graduation, so you'll have to accordingly fill in the eligibility criteria. Also with respect to FRM, there is no as such eligibility criteria. So you can take up FRM uh, as uh, you please. With respect to another question that I get, uh, uh, another thing is the audience. Who should take up CFA or who should take up FRM? So if you want to build a career in finance, you should take up CFA. If you want to build a career in finance, as well as specialize in the risk management area, get in the banking, financial sector, energy sector, etc. You could be looking at the FRM, you should be looking at the FRM designation. Uh, MBAs, I've seen MBAs doing it, so I've discussed one, you know, why should MBAs do a CFA or FRM? There are certain MBAs who should not, there are certain ones who should, or engineers should or should not do FRM. There are other videos, you can just see the link in all below, and uh, you can check that. So you'll have a more specific answer if an MBA should do, if an engineer should do or not. With respect to another question, that is whether to do CFA or FRM, which one to do first? So if you are deciding that you want to do both, I've done both. So if I decide as to, you know, I want to do both the CFA and the FRM uh, 
designations, then how should I go about it? So first of all, there is no uh, problem in starting with CFA first or FRM first. Because if you start with CFA first, you'll find FRM L1 easier. If you start with FRM L1 first, you'll find CFA L1 easier. Because as I told you, there are certain overlaps. But, uh, uh, but when you're looking at the CFA and FRM, if you want to do it both together, one, if you're not qualifying the eligibility criteria for CFA, so in that case, you have to start with FRM first. Makes no sense wasting time. And then you get into CFA part. If you are satisfying the eligibility criteria for both CFA and FRM, in that case, it's easier to start with CFA and then to start with FRM. So maybe you do an L1 and an L2 in December and June with CFA, then November FRM L1, then June CFA level 3, and then another November FRM L2. So it becomes easier that way. It works out uh, basically. So draw a timeline, see which level you want to give at what point of time, and then decide and then take a call. But you should again, I would again suggest you to watch the syllabus part and the scope part of CFA and FRM before you take a call and put in that kind of money, time, effort and everything and energy into, into this. Um, that's, that's more or less about it, I believe. And uh, you'll find more answers in the introduction playlist. I just wanted to give you a summary kind of a, a thing because I get this question very often that, you know, whether to do a CFA or an FRM, right? I hope this helps. Thank you.